When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hoop Du Jour with me, Peter Vesey, presented by the National Basketball Retired Players Association. Peter Vesey back again, another installment of Hoop Du Jour. And uh, we have Bob McAdoo with us today. And uh, Bob and I go back to, gee, we might even go back to Vincennes uh, Junior College. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely in, in that era. But first of all, I want to congratulate you for Thank making you. the top 75. Thank you. Um, I know that, you know, 25 years ago, the top 50 list came out. I was a voter on both lists. And I know that it hasn't bothered you at all in the, in the 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That you weren't on that list. So tell me, tell me what you've been thinking about for 25 years. Well, it hasn't been an ongoing thing for 25 years, but right after it happened, uh, it was really, you know, it was awful for me because I knew the work that I put in and, uh, you know, I was a one-time MVP and what a lot of people don't know is I came in second twice, so I'm almost a three-time MVP. Uh, and the only one not to make the top only, 50. The only MVP and not the only make. scoring champ that didn't make the top 50, so that was puzzling to me that was brought to my attention by my oldest son because he was highly upset too because he, he didn't understand it and uh, you know it's just you know it's just one of the things that's happened in my career you know it, it makes you start thinking about things that had happened in the past I, I said why am I always involved in political stuff that's not right for me I mean I was in a all-star game I think the 75 all-star game I was I had 30 points and about 15 rebounds and when they did the final tally I was eighth in the voting for MVP and Julius had 30 points and I think about four or five rebounds and he made MVP and I'm like I'm was, that, was that 76 76 and I just you know it's just you know it's just politics it's just I said the politics is just so so bad. I mean, even my daughter got caught up in it. You know, with her athletic career, she was. You know, uh, we went to the banquet. My wife and I went to the sports banquet uh, at her high school, and uh, she didn't get female athlete of the year. And I'm like, how is this possible? She won the state championship. In singles and doubles, the team won the championship. A week later, she gets a box about this big, and a trophy is in it. She's the national high school player of the year for the United States, and she didn't get her the best female athlete. What's her name? Rashida McAdoo. Right. Maybe so, she should have changed her last name. They should have changed her last name. But, you know, <laughs> this stuff has not only hit me, it's hit... And that matter of fact, that hurt me worse than not making the, t the top yeah, 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, 
it, it, it was a painful thing because you know the uh, energy and you know that you put into it and you start thinking of I remember Leroy Neiman did a painting uh, of the top 10 this was in the 70s I can't remember everybody was in it but I remember the top three had Kareem Wilt Russell the next line had me Julius Irvin, Tiny Archibald, and I can't remember the other. We were considered the top 10 players of that era. And I'm like, how, what happened? Was it because uh, I went to Italy after my career, or was it because the second half of my career, people were bringing me off the bench uh, in LA and Philly? I mean, what was it, you know? Couldn't put my finger on it. I, I, I said, what, 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 how could that have happened? I, I, um, I suspect that it had a lot to do more with you being traded so many, so many times during the, the height of your career, which was very difficult that to was, understand. That was, that was out of my control. That was out of my control. Right, but people wonder, you know, look, people who are voting, a lot of them didn't cover the league. Mm -hmm. You know, there were new guys and stuff. It's yeah. Like the, the new vote, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you got your due finally, mm -hmm. but a lot of the guys that voted, they never saw you play. You no. Know, they, don't, they don't know. No, they don't know. Whatever, they, 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 know. Made, they made amends to you and Dominique for not making that top 50. But I think, I think the trading, you know, there was a lot of negativity around... Yeah. No, not, not Buffalo to Knicks because that was a cash thing. Uh, the mm -hmm. owner needed money, so they traded you to the Knicks. But then you went to Boston. There was a lot of controversy with that. Then you went to Detroit. Mm -hmm. More controversy. You know, so, and then, you know, and then you wound up uh, being traded by Detroit to, to the Lakers. To New Jersey. To, to New Jersey. That's right. I went and to New, New Jersey, Jersey. And then New Jersey traded you and didn't stay No, New Jersey didn't sign me back. Didn't sign you back. They didn't I, sign I thought I read they get a second round pick so you could go to LA. But no, but they what, didn't sign me back. They didn't sign you. No, back. And, I, and before you even get to that story, uh, when I was in Buffalo, after I won my third championship, scoring championship, I was going into my fifth year, uh, last year on my contract. This is right before I went to the Knicks. This is when John Y. Brown became part owner of the Buffalo Braves. And, uh, with Snyder? With Snyder. This Paul is something Snyder. that would never happen in today's game. Right. Uh, John Y. Brown wanted the new coach, because Jack Ramsey went to Portland, he wanted Tate's lot to depress my value. And that was, he, he came and talked to me. He said, I don't want you playing 40 minutes anymore. And I looked at him like, you know, why? He said, I don't, I don't want that. So he told Tate's lot that he didn't want me playing 40 minutes anymore. And I knew exactly what they were doing. They were trying to depress my value. They, who would do that to a three-time scoring leader? So it was depressing my minutes, my point total and everything, because at that time, you know, nobody knew what a free agent, what the compensation was going yes, to be. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, a, a deterrent for... Yeah, and then, I mean, and then I end up yeah. going to the Knicks. Yeah. And signing my contract with the Knicks. Oh, interesting. So that's why I, I nicknamed him John Y. W. H. Y. Brown. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. It was it, it, it was it was weird. Yeah. But then the two years in New York. Remember, we weren't that bad. We were second behind Philly. Philly had a loaded team. 
we were loaded, but remember you know, you, Walton you, Earl were Asian superstars, yes, yeah. and me and Spencer were kind of up and coming. Was Spencer there before show. you? So Spencer got there before me. So then, got, so then they brought in, all right, so they bring in somebody who basically is the same player as Spencer. Yeah. So did that yeah. make any sense, you know? That didn't make any sense, no. but, you know, we, we, we rolled with it, and we, we weren't bad. Uh, like I said, we were second in the East behind the tough Philadelphia 76ers, and they ended up trading me to uh, the Boston Celtics. I said, Boston? John Y. Brown again? Yeah, then he, he started, made the trade. He yeah, and then I started hearing rumors circulating that his wife, Phyllis George, who was, you know, I was her favorite ball player. Miss America. Miss America. She wanted me on that Boston Celtic team. Nobody oh, wow. had called me. Michael Ray, Michael Ray, I will never forget this. Richardson. Michael Ray Richardson knocked on my door about 6 o'clock in the morning in Ramsey, New Jersey, and said, Bob, I was up riding around. You know how sugar, he was all over the place. He said, I heard you got traded. I said, what are you talking about? I come to the front door, wiping my eyes and stuff. And uh, I said, go get my paper. He went, got my paper, New York Times. What? And, uh, what? Yeah. You mean the New York Post? Not the Post. I didn't get the Post. I ordered the Times. <laughs> so I, I'm sitting there, and I open up the Times, and there it was in headlines. I had been traded to And they never, they never contacted Nobody had So who was management there? Was that Eddie Donovan? Was he, was no, no, he no. That was New York. No, he was, was New York. Yeah, but he came to the Knicks. Yeah, but nobody had contacted right. me. Not it Red Holzman. Not Red Holzman. Red Holzman called me later on in the day. Unbelievable. Red Hol Red Arbeck called me later on in the day. They didn't know anything about the deal. I guess it was something that was done between John Sonny Werblin and John White. And yes. John White. Yes. yes. So yes. here I am. I'm stuck in limbo for a week because my agent at the time, Bill Madden. Right. He uh, my agent also was he? Well, yeah. Bill was. He wanted my deferred money guaranteed me guaranteed to me by Gulf and Western. He didn't want um, Boston Inc. because John Y. Brown. He was ABA owner. With right. in his mind, he was shady. Shaky. Shaky. And uh, yep. you know, and then me, I was afraid about Boston because at that time, Boston to the black players in the league were it was considered a graveyard for black players. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted to go there because we knew when you got traded from Boston, you was going to get dogged. Your reputation was going to be destroyed. When you got traded from from or New to? York to Boston, right? We don't, we don't, you know. But I mean, the black players there had a tre tremendous careers. I mean, Arbach, you know, with all black first lineup, first ever black. I mean, yeah, but you read the story of Bill Russell. He he, he never liked Boston. Right. No, I understand they didn't like Boston, but the Celtics itself, that was. Uh, yeah, but but when you look at the history of the players that left there, their reputations were destroyed, hmm. and even when they didn't sign me back. Well, let me not even go that far. All right. After I finally, they got all the paperwork together and I went to Boston. Remember, I was George Gervin, David Thompson, Bob McAdoo. I was third in scoring. I get there, Casey Jones started putting me in a game with three minutes to go and I refused to do it. I thought Cowens was the coach. It was Cowens and KC. 
They tried to put me in a game with three minutes to go. And uh, you I, hadn't played the whole game. I hadn't played and, the whole game. They're gonna put from you the in trade. They go three put minutes. me in with three minutes. Who who does that? Mm-hmm. Who does that? Um, and I and I refused to do that. Right. So I think the management knew they were gonna have a problem with me. Right. You know, because I wasn't I wasn't going for that. Right. You know, but I understood what was happening. You know, John White Brown went over Roy, Red Arback's head Correct. and made this deal. And Red Arback was the president of the basketball operation. So yeah. I'm caught up in the middle yes. of this crap. So. And this is, you know, let me just stop. And this is why these things that happened, yeah. this is why people, those things got such great exposure. Mm-hmm. It's like they, they, they made the controversy. They created the controversy. Mm-hmm. You're stuck in the middle of it, but you wound up getting. I, mean, I ended up getting hurt by it. Yes. You know, I started yes. hear, hearing you know, words that I had never heard before in my life. They, you know, they called me a malcontent, I'm a lingerer. And I'm like, what are they talking about? I mean, somebody's been averaging 30 points for the last six or seven years, a malcontent, and, and I'm a lingerer. And how many rebounds. Yeah, rebounds. Yeah. I mean, what, You know, you're the this? last person in the NBA ever to score 30 a game and average 15 rebounds in one season. You're the last one. Well, you, you know what they forget, too? I was the last jump shooter. Remember, I won the field goal percentage championship too. I ended up shooting like 55% right. that year I won MVP right. as a jump shooter. Right. And from long range. From long range. Yeah. That kind of yeah. gets in me too when I hear, you know, they talk about the best shooters and they never put well, me in I, there. I thought so. about that last night when, mm-hmm. when uh, the kid from Minnesota, you know, he says now this, you know, makes me the best. Well, he's a long-range yeah. shooter. Yeah, well, he, hold he, on a second. Yeah, hold now. on. That's what you, you got to tell him. Hold on. Do you know your history? Yeah, you know, I thought about history. you. Yeah. yeah, I really did. Yeah. And uh, you know, I thought about Nowitzki. He said, "Wait a minute. Yeah. Now. Just because yeah. you won a three-point shooting contest, mm-hmm. like, wait a minute." So go on with go on with your story. So now you're in Boston. You refuse to go in the game. What happens next? Um, you know, Boston didn't have a good team, and I refused to go in. And you know, of course, the management they got you know, really pissed over my stance on that. And they never really talked to me about it. Um, and, you know, I, I stood my ground. It's like, I'm, you know, you're going to play me like that. I'm, I'm not going for that. What happened the next game? The next game they started upping my minutes again. So they saw, you know, what's, what's the need of doing this to this guy? Right. They, they saw my history. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost averaged 35 points a game against Collins when we played Buffalo. Why would you have somebody that can get you 30 to 40 points a game sitting on the bench? That's just plain stupidity. Yeah. But it's politics, too. That's what I was right. caught up in. Yes. And it just, it just, it just never stopped. I mean, after, even after I got to, uh, I ended up, they made the deal, they sent ML Carr, and I don't, I don't know what the final deal was, but you know. Yeah, Bird, they signed Bird ML Carr. In, they, yeah. The burden came in the next year, yes. and they sent me out to, you know, Detroit and everything, and Detroit was another disaster. Dick Vitale was the coach. Dick Vitale, and, the, and the general Richie manager. Adubato, right. Scotty. I mean, I had three coaches in three years, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, bad team, you know, and I, when I got there, I told Lanier, you know, Bob, how we gonna win? We got seven rookies on the team. Who does that? And Bob was like, come on, Bob, you know, don't be so negative so early. Well, mid-season, Bob got traded. 
<laughs> to the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> you know, he got out of there because he saw the writing on the wall. Because right. I saw it from the beginning. Yeah. You know, you got to remember seven rookies on the team. Yeah. And uh, Vitale gets canned after about eight games. 11 or 12 yeah, games. Yeah, yeah 12, 12 games. 12 games. Which, you know, we've talked about this. He said that was the best thing that ever happened to no me. No question. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, Richie Adubato comes in and... Uh, you know, this is before Lanier gets traded, and he's got a 30-point-per-game score on his team, and, you know, everybody was kissing up to Big Bob. They got me on the weak side on every offensive play. And I'm like, who does that? Who does that? You know, I mean, it's like coaches seal their own doom with their players. I mean, Tate Slot going to play me 25 minutes a game in Buffalo, uh, Richie Adubato is going to, instead of running the offense through me, but I understand, he's caught in a situation. Bob had been Mr. Detroit. Yes. But you're talking about a 30-per-game score versus a 22-game score. It seemed like logic would tell you, uh, let, me, let me run stuff to his side first. But it never happened like that. So I end up getting, I end up getting injured in Detroit uh, my second year. And, uh, you know, things are getting stressful for me because it's the last year on my contract and I'm out. I think I had a abdominal pull that kept me out for a couple of months. And then when I, uh, then when I came back, they held me out. They didn't want me to play. And I started scratching my head when I'm looking at this Flores situation with the Miami Dolphins. I said, this stuff doesn't only happen in the NFL, it happened in the NBA too. They thought they were going to be in the Ralph Sampson sweepstakes, you know, losing right. yes, and losing on purpose. And yeah. losing on purpose. Yeah. So they held me out. I didn't want to be held out. I wanted to go out. I was getting healthy again. I wanted to go play because this was the last year of my contract. Well, Ralph Sampson ends up going back to school yeah. for his fourth year. Right. So here I am. Stuck in limbo, don't what I'm, don't know what I'm gonna do. They get, you know, they end up putting me on waivers near the end. New Jersey picks. They told me you up. to go home, didn't they? Jack McCloskey was the GM. Yeah, well, Jack McCloskey. Jack McCloskey loved me. Jack McCloskey tried to recruit me in Wake Forest. Oh, he was sure. on my he was the side. coach. He was the coach of Wake Forest. Yeah, he yeah. was the coach of Wake yeah. Forest. He tried to recruit me. So you know he. He always talked to me and everything. He was basically on my side. Some other stuff was going on in the Detroit organization, and uh, they ended up putting me on waivers, and uh, New Jersey picked me up, and uh, I ended up playing the rest of that, you know, quarter of a season with New Jersey, and mm -hmm. you know we did okay. Uh, so now I'm hoping, okay. I'm home. I still got my house in Ramsey from I oh. kept from my Knickerbocker days. So I said, I'm, you know, I, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm home. Even though it was all the way in Piscataway, I, I didn't care. I, I was going to drive from Piscataway to Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, they ended up not signing me. I ended up getting. I needed a foot operation. I got my foot operated on right after the season, and. Uh, they, Who was the coach there? Then? Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Yeah. So, so what, uh, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina. Carolina. So why would, why would he not try to resign you? 
who knows? Who knows? Right? Who knows? Get Larry on the phone. Yeah, you don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but they uh, they didn't sign me, so I'm out right after. See, we didn't make the playoffs, so I'm out from what April until you know, uh, basically December. Uh, Mitch Kupchak blows his knee out. Another North Carolina Another guy. Another North Carolina. Mitch blows his knee out mm -hmm. with the Lakers. He had just signed a big contract with the Lakers. Right. He blew his knee out. As a free agent from Washington. Washington. Yeah. And uh, the Lakers start looking for players. They sent Dave Wold. Dave played with me in Buffalo. He was assistant to Pat. And he watched me. I hadn't played Pete in six months. So I was out of shape. But I could always shoot the ball. Dave, where did he came, come to watch you? He just came. I don't know. He came to some school and watched me shoot, and he saw me shoot, and my foot was getting better. And he, after about twenty minutes, he said, "Bob, I, I you know, he, he said, Bob, I know what you can do. Right. You know, I'm just seeing how you are physically." He saw that I wasn't in shape, but he probably felt, you know, once I got with the Lakers, it was, it was, I was praying that I could get with this team because after being with mm. uh, Boston, Detroit, New Jersey, right. Pete, well, I had done everything in my career individually. The only thing left was the championship. That's what you know. players fight for, the championship. When I started looking at their roster, I said, hey, Kareem, Magic, Jamal Wilkes, Norm Nixon, you know, Michael Cooper. I said, Worthy. Worthy hadn't gotten there yet. Oh, he hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah, he hadn't gotten there yet. Okay. Uh, said this is a team if I can just get there you know this would be a chance for me to possibly win a championship so I went out to LA they decided to sign me I signed a one-year contract I said so, this is it this okay is it. yeah so no problem with contract you, you no, just no want problem. to be there you I just want wanted to be there, there because okay. yeah. after the last three teams you know the bad press from Boston bad press from Detroit New Jersey Nothing was going on. It's just you know. Well, this the, is why you didn't make top fifty. You just said bad press, bad press. Bad those press, are bad those press. are people who are voting. Yeah, bad press, bad right. press. Don't you think know, about no. it anymore. Now you know the answer. <laughs> no, that still shouldn't be the answer, because I, I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but from where I'm coming from as a player, I mean, look at my past results. Right. You know, you, you put a guy on a past on a bad team. You know, what is he going to do? You know, I mean, you got players in this league that have, I, I know how reporters are, if you're not on a championship team, they don't consider you one of the best, but I don't see it like that. I mean, Patrick Ewan is a great player. He's never won a championship. Charles Barkley's a great player. John Stockton, Carl Malone, these guys. George Gervin. George Gervin. These guys are I, number one championship, but they are still. You can't take no away question. from their careers. Yeah, I, I don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't go with that at all. But well, a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's where the vote was. You yeah. Know? So, so go yeah. on now. So you're in L.A. Now you you, you come to L.A. with a one year deal. One year deal. Pat, Pat Riley is the coach. Pat Riley is his first. Yeah. When I first got there, first full year. First. Yeah. yeah first full year. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of turmoil going on because that's when the coach Westhead, got fired. Westhead, Westhead got, got fired. fired. Pat yeah. had just been put in. And I remember when I first got there, uh, there were grumblings with the players. I said, Bob, man, you know, Kareem, Mitch, 
we playing the slowdown, basketball, post up, doing this and that, and they hated it. It hated it. And I guess they inj you know when they injected me out there on the team, even though I didn't start right away, you know, they saw the pace went up. Magic was getting booed every time we were introduced. Because? Because of what happened with Westhead. It was exactly. Like, I was like mind-boggling to me. I'm like, what the heck is going well, on you know, it's, you know what's unbelievable is that here you had Westhead. He was catering to Kareem. Yeah. Okay, we get it. Yeah. You know, they won a championship, mm -hmm. you know, even though Magic was, you know, the, the center for the last game against Philly. Mm -hmm. but, but now... Then, he, then after that, he went to Loyola, Marymount Loyola, you know, and he became the fast break king of all time. Yeah, and, yeah. and so he got fired because he wasn't, and Magic was definitely instrumental in his firing. Yeah. So now yeah. you appear. Now I appear, and, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to be, okay, once I get in shape, you know, because I knew that he wasn't going to start me from the beginning because I hadn't played a lot. I didn't know their system. Uh, but, uh, I, I got a little frustrated because once I started getting in shape, you know, I mean, I've been starting ever since right. I've been in middle school. Now you're busting, you're busting people in practice. I'm busting people in practice <laughs> and no start, no start. You know, and I'm like, mm, what's going on here? I had to adjust to coming off the bench. Did you know Riley at all? Before you got there? No, just okay. from Pat. I think Pat, when we played against each other, Pat was in Phoenix as a player. Yes. So mm -hmm. we only played against each other. Okay. We passed each other the night. We never, you know, we just, hello, and that was it, you know. And uh, let me just interject again. So it's amazing, you know, to this day, people talk about it, but not to the extent that they should. That Riley comes out of the out of the booth, TV yeah. booth, next to Chick Hearn. Mm -hmm. He's the, you know, the commentator that. And they're making him an assistant coach. Yeah. And before he became an assistant coach, he said, look, after, you know, if, I, if this doesn't work out, I want my job back yeah, yeah. next to Chick. Yeah. So they promised, Chick promised him, yeah, you, you come back and be with mm -hmm. And look what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think what is, you correct me if I'm wrong. Jerry had the reins, but he didn't want to coach that team. Is that right? Jerry West. They, they Jerry were supposed West. to be supposed to be co-coaches and mm -hmm. at the press conference Jerry West no he's in, Pat's going to be the coach Pat, okay <laughs> that's yeah. it that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I heard yeah so Pat ended up <laughs> taking the reins and uh you know the rest is history oh, for Pat my. it's you amazing know, we, yeah. we won that championship the first year and uh you know but you stayed on the bench the whole I year stayed on the bench did you ever talk to Pat about yeah, we talked about it. We we talked when we put in the back of our Miami Heat planes. He said, "Mac, I know you were pissed off at <laughs> me and everybody walking uh, because you never started." Because I I just felt, you know, the three guys that had played before me, it's like I never got a shot to start. You know, I think when I first got there, Jim Brewer was starting, and they didn't settle on him. Then they put the Mark Landsberger. Uh, that wasn't working out. Then they went to Kurt Rambus, and I'm sitting there like, "Oh man, are you are you kidding me? Oh man, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my goodness!" Then we get to the playoffs, and my time Amp, amped up, amped up big time. Went to 35, and people really saw what I could do. Right, I, I started really right. kicking ass, you know. Right, and uh, after we won 
the championship. That's when you became Can Do. That's when I became Can Do. <laughs> you know, Showtime. Can Do added to Showtime. And uh, I said, after we won, you know, I got a new deal that I sometimes I still scratch my head over because Philadelphia came after me. So you just beat Philly. I just beat Philly. Beat Philly in the playoffs, mm-hmm. finals, right? Mm-hmm. And they came after you. They came after me. They wanted me, and I'd have made. Who came after you? Who was it? Pat Williams? Was he the uh, GM? I can't remember who it was. Coach? But they, they, they came Cunningham? after me. Cunningham? Cunningham. I, they came after me. And I'd be a North Carolina guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, they, and I was going to make a lot more money in Philly if I'd have gone to Philly. But I just won a championship. I wasn't going to do the Kawhi right, Leonard. Right. I, I mean, I. I right. Now you, you were under the influence of a championship. Yeah, I was under the influence of a championship. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, my wife at the time, she was, you know, UCLA girl, uh, been a Laker girl, and she was, you know, she was pushing for me to stay in L.A. Now I knew her, right? Yeah, you remember Charlena. As a matter of fact, you did a nice article on her when she died. She passed. Was just, I was really appreciative of, you know. Yeah, she was, uh, she get, you're giving me chills right now because she, she was very instrumental in getting us to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, um, she was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, I, I liked her an awful lot. Yeah. yeah. So uh, she she was instrumental. In so she wanted you to stay. stay. She wanted me to stay. So I ended up staying. I signed, you know, another contract with LA and I felt I felt okay, from I came in second in voting for MVP and Hubie Brown said on the air he, he thought I should have got the MVP. He really did. He thought I should have got the MVP, but it, it, it happened like that. So I said, okay, I had a great playoff run, first, second, third championship. You know, okay, I'm, I'm going to start the, the following year. And uh, never happened. Still didn't happen. Still didn't happen. And uh, Again, did you, did you go to Riley and say, No, I never said anything. Never said you a word. No, I never said a word. You're you so know? happy to be a title, on a title team. I was happy to be on a title team, but I wasn't happy I wasn't starting. Because when you started all your life, on college teams, high school teams, pro teams. Yeah, I know how that is. It's, you know, <laughs> I, you know I, I was like, why, why is this? And uh, I never raised hell about it. I mean. Well, he must have appreciated I, I, that. I, I, yeah, I didn't raise, I, believe me, I didn't raise hell. I didn't say anything to the press about it. You know, I, I'd go home and be totally frustrated for the whole season. Took That's, it out on your wife. You take it out on your wife and kids, <laughs> you know. But uh, I, I, I was, I was really frustrated about that because mm. I knew if, you know, and they everybody saw it. Once me, Kareem, and Magic were out on the floor at the same time, a level went up. Sure. Big time. But, uh, you know, because we had so much talent, we, was, we were still winning. But, you know, in 83 and 84, we had injuries which probably cost us from winning four straight championships. Including yourself, right? You, yeah, I got, yeah, I got hurt in 83 and 84. And, uh, you know, I even talked to Cedric about it. He said, hey, bull crap. I said, Maxwell. Yeah. And I said, you know, the Philly series, you know, they beat us 4-0. But when you lose James Worthy, Bob McAdoo, and Norm Nixon, you know, that's 50 points gone out of your lineup right there. So it was too much for Kareem and Magic to overcome. It was just too much. And then we got hurt. We got beat in Boston uh, by the bad pass 
we would have, we were in Boston, we'd have gone up 2-0, coming home for three straight, and bad pass. We that worthy or worthy? Worthy ended up in Henderson, I think, intercepted and yes. went overtime, and we ended up losing that game. But we ended up, I got hurt, and somebody else got hurt. Uh, maybe Brian Scott got hurt, and we lost. I was the top bench guy, and, you know, it, it's, Injuries messed us up again in 84 uh, because you know about the Boston LA series, you know LA had never beaten Boston in a series. Yes, so that was on our minds, too And you know, how are you gonna be Boston if, if you're not a hundred percent healthy? Right. So the following year we were able to get back that was on our minds all season We were hoping Boston was going to be there and uh, they were and we were able to get that championship, and uh, you know, so so Bob, the four years you were there, mm -hmm. finals each year, each year, four straight years. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, we got to mention it. Finals yeah. each year, four yeah. years in a row. Yeah, and injuries. For, that's injuries. why you said you could have won four. Yeah, I could have won four. I get four in a row, and uh, I, you know, I I uh, I told people, you know, people used to talk about they made a big deal out of. LeBron, Dwayne, and Chris Bosh, and I had to remind people, I said, I said, in the history of this game, do y'all study history? I said, the Los Angeles Lakers, we could put three MVPs out on the floor at one time. Who does that? Who, who could have done that? Nobody even talks about that. You know, me, Magic, Kareem, you know, and all that, all three of us were MVPs, and uh, nobody... Nobody well, talked about I, that. Well, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I would say that Wilt, West, and Baylor might have been all MVPs. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think Elgin... Maybe not, maybe not I don't Elgin. Think they, I don't think they made league MVP. Okay, all right. We had three league MVPs. Okay, okay. Okay? Yeah, I mean, amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I got, a, I got a, a photo at home. It's a great photo, but they still, Boston... I got a photo of Kareem. It's a shot from the top. Kareem is boxing out Robert Parrish. James Worthy is boxing out uh, Bird. And I'm boxing out Kevin McHale. That's like six Hall of Famers in one picture. No, that's great. It's a great picture. You'll send that to me? If I can find it. My wife, my <laughs> wife has to find it. She knows where all my pictures are. But, uh, and then the, the bigger frame had magic in it with Dennis Johnson. I don't think Dennis Johnson made the Hall of he Fame. He did. He has did he? Absolutely. So yeah. that's eight yes. Hall of Famers yeah. in the big frame of the picture. Uh, I don't know if George Kalinske took that picture oh, or what. George, it, was, it was a fantastic picture. He, he has and taken some unbelievable He's taken love. some unbelievable pictures. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. That was one picture. But even then, uh, Parrish and McHale never, they in the Hall of Fame, but they never made league MVP. No. We had three league MVPs no, on the court. So when time. you said this to LeBron and uh, Wade and Bosch, did you, I let, told them, you let them know? And, and what I did it, this to them. I said, yeah. And what did they say? Three. They, they just laughed. They, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't know that either. Of course they don't. They, they don't didn't know, know that either. They but it's just like, yeah. you know, nobody, nobody ever... Nobody ever talks about that, you know, right. about the, I mean, Cooper had made all defense, Jamal Wilkes had made uh, all-star game. Yeah, rookie mean, of the year. We, we, we had five all-stars. He's a whole thing. Who's that? Wilkes. Well, yeah, Jamal. 
Yeah. We, we had five all-stars that we, that that's probably the best team that's probably ever been assembled, you know, even though the results didn't show it because, and that's to me only because of injuries. We of had, we had a dynamite, dynamite team. And then the following year we add James Worthy. Right. They ended up trading Jamal yes. and put James in that slot and uh, yeah, that, that Laker team was just, just, just unbelievable. But do I'm, you do you think that because you didn't bitch at all about coming off the bench that that's why Riley ended up taking you as an assistant coach with Miami? You think I that's think something so. to do with it? I think so. I think he, he saw I'm not you know I, I wasn't a troublemaker. Right. You, know, you I, were coachable. I was coachable. Right. Uh, wasn't raising hell. Uh, you know, and I looked at other incidents during the league. I, I saw. I thought Allen Iverson could have. His career could have been prolonged if he hadn't been. If he accepted. Uh, yeah, I'm not coming off the bench. Correct. And yeah. then I saw uh, something happen with Carmelo, which I think he's accepted it now. He's yes. coming off the once bench. Once he was out of the league for a while. Yeah, once he's out of the league, you know, it's like, hey, guys, I've been through this. Prolong your career. Yes. You know, it, you know look at the big, the big picture. Look That's how that. I've always looked at look it. Look at that pension. Yeah, not only the <laughs> no, yeah, but when you're young, you're not thinking about. No, of course pension. not. No, you, you know, to me, and I know when you look at the different decades of basketball players, you got different mindsets. You know, I, I wasn't thinking about. You know, we 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 would have run through a wall for a coach. You know, these guys now they on the bench. You know, they looking up in the stands and stuff. We we were right there. We were in the huddle all the time with our coach. We didn't disrespect coaches. We, 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 didn't, we didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, you see how different the league is now. Guys don't want to play if they hurt. I mean, we, 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 we didn't do that. Load management. Come on. I'm another ex-player rolling the eyes. Load management. Come on. We had, you know, we had back-to-back-to-back <laughs> to back to back games. Yeah. We had commercial flights. Getting yes. up at 5 o'clock in the morning yes. to catch flights. You know, we didn't even have enough first-class seats for everybody. The rookies would have to sit in coach class. Right. I mean, back with the writers. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. So it was like, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we didn't. We, it was it was a different it was a different time. You know, in the era. You know, people thought differently and stuff. So I, I was interested. I, I didn't realize that you actually played another year. You went to another team after the Lakers. Yeah, I went to Philly. Yeah, you know, Philly, so finally they got you. Philly, Philly ends up getting me, and they end up bringing me off the bench too. I guess they felt well. He was a bench guy in L.A. Well, they were loaded. That team. They was were loaded too, but didn't mean anything. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Another team that could have put three MVPs on the floor. Right. Moses Malone, Julius Irvin, Bob McAdoo. And then and they had Barclay. another all-star. Barkley was Barkley was there. Barkley was coming into his own. Yeah. Uh Maurice Cheeks yeah, became a Hall of Fame. Mar is Maurice yes. is in the Hall of yeah. Maurice is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh Did you play with Tony? Andrew got hurt. Andrew was there, but he was hurt the whole time. Yeah. And uh Right, but we we had a chance to move too, but injuries got us too. Andrew was had that foot problem and, and never Moses, got over it. Never got over it, mm -hmm. and Moses got a fractured orbit. 
that derailed us. Right. We ended up getting beaten in the Eastern Conference semifinals. I think, I think uh, Milwaukee beat us. Right. We got beat. Uh, injuries got us. But we had a fantastic team, uh, too, in Philly. Uh, then after Philly, I thought they were going to sign me back. You know, I was coming off the bench. I was at 15 and 8, you know, with the minimal time I was playing. Didn't, didn't happen. You know, Dan Peterson had been calling me from Italy and writing me, you know. All right, let me, let me stop you. Let me okay. set the stage here. So most most people, you know, that, that don't live in Europe would say that, you know, Bob McAdoo's career ended, you know, in Philly that year. Mm -hmm. And instead, you go to Italy and, and either six or seven years in Italy, and you become, as far as I know, the, the only player in history to win an NBA championship and then a FIBA championship. Euro, EuroLeague championship. EuroLeague championship. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could easily be, my friend and I were discussing this, and he's, a, he's an expert on, on European ball, that you easily could be the best American ever to play in Italy for, or in Europe even, in Europe, yeah. in Europe for, you know, what, six or seven? Seven years. Six, I went six years. Six years. Yeah. And, and I, I was saying to him that he's a guy that, so he, he's, he's in the Hall of Fame from, you know, but he, he could have made the Hall of Fame for what he did in Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should be a two-time Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I had only planned, my original plan was to go to Italy for two years. Play in Milan for two years. Uh, for was, Peterson. For Peterson. Okay. And I was lucky. Uh, Mike D'Antoni was the point guard yep. on that team, which was good for me because, you know, we had an American point guard that knew how to pass and backdoor, and he just had an American mentality. And we won the EuroLeague championship. We beat Maccabi Tel Aviv. Uh, we won the Italian championship. Uh, we ended up playing in the first McDonald's Open, which was in Milwaukee. Now, remember, I was supposed to have been over the hill. I was 36 years old. Right. Philly. Well, Philly tried to, after I'd been over in Europe for a month, then they tried to come back and sign me. But I, I said, no. I said, no. I'm staying over in Europe. Right. Good move. And I, Yeah, it was a good move. Good move. Because I, I ended up getting my mojo back, Pete. Uh, you know, after being on the bench four years in L.A. and that, you know, half a season in Philly, uh, I wasn't feeling altogether right because I, coming off the bench just wasn't my thing. Right. I got to Italy. I got to play a lot. And it's like... You got like, the respect. I got this game just... Mm popped up again, you know, I mean, one year I led the league in scoring over in Italy, uh, won the MVP in both EuroLeague and You won games. many MVPs, I saw well, it. I, yeah, I won, yeah, I won the MVP in the EuroLeague, right. and uh, just living in Italy was just fantastic for me. Uh, I heard, I heard you met your wife. Yeah, I met my wife there. You know, <laughs> I met the love of my life over there. Because say her name. Me, say her Charlie name. Patrizia. <laughs> I met Patrizia in a town called Forli because I, I, I lived in Milan for four years. That was another strange thing. I'm in Milan for four years. We were so successful. And they decided not to sign me back. So I was, I was probably done with... Uh, Italy and then a team from Forli 
said, Bob, come on, we, we just moved up from Division Two. We need a we need a superstar type player. So I ended up going to Fort Lee, and that I thought that was going to be a one year deal. That ended up being a two year deal. And well, it's more than that. Him. How long are you married to your wife? Thirty years. That's a thirty, <laughs> that's a 30 year deal. That's a thirty year deal. <laughs> yeah, that was a thirty year deal. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it, it was just my my six years in Italy was when I look back at my blocks of basketball. Uh, Italy, those six years in Italy was the most fantastic time for me out of all of my basketball experience. I was in good cities, the two cities. Milan was great for me. Uh, Four Lee was great for me. Uh, had great success in those two cities. And uh, and what, you, you made some Hall of Fame over there too, right? Didn't they I made, uh, I, I was uh, 25, I think I made the 25 best personalities or players, however they, they worded the thing in uh, EuroLeague history. Uh, you know, I mean, when I was over there, that I, I played against Tony Kukoc before he got to the NBA. Yeah. Marshallonis, uh, yeah, Marshallonis, yeah. uh, Sabonis. Yeah. I mean, I saw these guys in Italy. Uh, uh, damn, I'm trying to think of the other center uh, that was the Dino. GM for, yeah, Dino, Dino Roger. Roger. Yeah. Uh, what was the general manager for Sacramento? Uh, uh, yeah, Vladi. Vladi, Vladi I played against Did you play against Petrovic? Petrovic. I played against all these guys before right. they got to the NBA, and I was saying then, I said, man, these guys can play in the NBA. They're fantastic players. They were young, but they were fantastic players, and all of them ended up playing in the uh, in the NBA. I played against these guys, and we we beat these guys yeah. when I was in Milan for the. Uh, you know, almost everybody you, you named is in the Hall of Fame. Too. Yeah, the Springfield Hall of Fame. Yeah, those guys, those guys are fantastic. You know, and. Uh, the one guy that I introduced in the Hall of Fame, he never came back. You remember Nick Gallus? Sure. From, Nick from Gallus Greece, from yeah. Greece. Sure. Nick, I, I was proud. He wanted. He told the Hall of Fame he wanted me to present him, and oh, I nice. did. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, it was very nice. Uh, but he was one hell of a player too, from Greece. He was one. He was the one guy that didn't come back. He stayed, but he right. he was like a god in Greece. You know, before they called Giannis the Greek freak, he was the Greek freak. <laughs> the little Greek freak. The little Greek freak, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, who, well, no, you know, you told me before we came on camera, you, you told me about 1972 Olympics, um, how we lost to Russia. Everyone knows mm -hmm. it's controversial losing to Russia. Um, but you, you told me something I had no idea. Tell, tell, tell the audience about well, what we, happened. Uh, 1972. You Me, came. Jim Jones, and Brian Taylor. We were the stars of the Pan Am, Pan Am team. And what we year? Went, that was 71. Okay. That was, uh, we went to Cali, Columbia to play, and uh, another injury derailed us. I got hurt the last week in practice. I fractured my ankle. I got undercut by a guy in practice and fractured my ankle. And, uh, you know, because we were favored to win the Pan American Games, and uh, all of us were juniors. Uh, Brian was a junior at Princeton. Uh, I ended up going to North Carolina my junior year, and Jim was at Marquette. And we were the mainstay on that, on that team. And uh, all of us had good junior years at our respective schools, 
and we would talk. Uh, we would throwing around. You gonna go? You know, because it was remember it wasn't big in seventy one, seventy two. No. Guys, underclassmen leaving. Right. And uh, Jim finally said, I, "I think I'm leaving, man." And then you know you start looking around, and I saw that I was gonna be the number one and number two pick. That was between Portland and, and Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. And because I had fractured my ankle, I said, I don't want to take that chance. Because the three of us would have been on that 72 Olympic team. The and three of us would have been on that 72, and no way we'd have lost to the Russians. Right. Because we, you know, it was better, it was better personnel, but we, the three of us decided to go pro yeah. our junior year, right. and the rest is history. That's the first year we lost the Olympics. And, and tell tell the audience about what what the what the, you the Olympic team or they they, they told me offered you, know, you. They were gonna Buffalo was gonna give me a fifty thousand dollar bonus, and they told me if you give you if you don't accept this fifty thousand, you can stay an amateur and be on this seventy two Olympic team. And I I turned it down because you know the injury. The year before was, you know, sure. I didn't, I didn't want to take that chance. Sure, a lot of guys got injured in college. Yeah, and not coming out. Yeah, there was no reason they couldn't come out. You weren't allowed yeah. to come out. Yeah, got hurt, and that was the end of their career. Yeah, I mean, you see it in the NCAA football all the time. Some of these guys forego playing in bowl games because they don't want to get hurt before the NFL draft. Right. So there's been a lot written about when you came came out when you were about to be drafted, um, still being written that you had signed a contract with the ABA Virginia Squires. Did you? No. No. They wanted, they wanted, Virginia made me the number one pick, okay? Right. right. And uh, I weighed ABA versus NBA. And I said, I knew the NBA was more stable. And, but that ABA team was going to be good. Great. Charlie Scott, Julius Irvin. Tremendous. And I'm, I'm like. Yeah, that was a tremendous team. It was a tremendous team. And then Gervin joined them the next year. Yeah, Gervin joined the next Jeez. year. Yeah. I mean, it had been some kind of team. Yeah. But I just felt they didn't have a TV contract. NBA, right. you know, I right. was always seeing Philly with Will. Absolutely. Uh, Jerry yeah. West with the Lakers. Uh, you, you just saw them on TV. You didn't see. And then I was right there in Greensboro. You know they had the Carolina Cougars. Yeah. And uh, you'd go that regional team that played yeah, three team. different. Yeah. yeah. I mean you'd see cities. seven thousand people at the games. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, kind of weighed it. And I decided, you know, let me, let me. Let I me I go. totally relate to what you're saying because yeah, I don't know if you remember there was a sports paper that started up called the National. Mm-hmm. And they, they, a Mexican guy owned it, and they came after the best writers in the country, sports mm-hmm. writers. And, and I was offered a huge, huge contract with them. Yeah. And, uh, and I turned it down to stay yeah. at the post. I said, and the reason being, I wanted to be read. Right. You wanted right. to be seen. I wanted to be seen. And I, I said, no. I wanted to be I seen. Said, I, I wanted it was to be three seen. times what I was making at the post. I wanted Maybe to be seen. Four times. You know, I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be that seen. So I have a story about, about your, your uh, negotiation. Prior to the draft, your agent at that time was Al Ross, correct? Yeah. Don't bring up his name, please. 
Okay. Well, unfortunately. <laughs> no, go ahead. Unfortunately, go ahead. I have to. So, okay. So, I'm, yeah. So, um, he told me that the negotiation with Portland, um, who had the number one pick, it was going great. You know, they agreed to the contract before you would, before the draft and everything. And he said, but, you know, at the end he said, well, you know, I want, I want something in there where uh, Bob's, think your parents could fly in or somebody could fly in there several times a season and being taken care of you know by Portland. Portland mm -hmm. picks up the tab and Stu Inman was the GM and he said no and uh, and, and that was it so he said fine he said I'm gonna they said well we're gonna draft LaRue Martin and I said to draft him you know so that's how Buffalo is that the way you... That's not you know the way it? I heard it. Well, how, how do you hear it? Good. I heard it like this. They had three straight draft first picks. Uh, 72, they had the first. 71, they had first. They drafted Sidney Wicks. Uh, 70, uh, what was the guy that went to Princeton? That was uh, Jeff Petrie. Jeff Petrie. There you go. They had Petrie and Wicks, and they had a number, another number one pick. Petrie got 1.5. Sidney Wicks, the next year, 1.5. This next year, Bob McAdoo. They wanted to give 800,000. Uh -huh. Al Ross said no. And you know me, I'm a young player. You, you want the prestige of the number one pick. I said, Al, what, what's, he said, Bob, wait, Buffalo has the second pick, and they will give you the 1.5. There you go. I accepted that. They drafted LaRue Martin, gave him 800, and I was the second pick, and I made more. I made the 1.5. And I ended up in Buffalo, and the rest is history. I'm glad to finally know the ending to that. Yeah, because uh, but I, but I knew all along that you w were not you did not sign with Virginia. No. Um, you know, in interesting that you know Al Ross became an agent who took several ABA players mm -hmm. and took them to the NBA. One being Charlie Scott, mm -hmm. who was with Virginia. He took him to Phoenix. Um, he took uh, Spencer Haywood from Denver mm -hmm. to Seattle. He took John Brisker and Jim McDaniels. Mm -hmm. So four guys from the ABA, he basically, he was destroying the ABA, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. and then you didn't come. Yeah. And I'm an ABA guy, so I'm kind of still right. pissed off. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I don't yeah. take Al's calls. <laughs> Is he still? He's still alive. He's still alive? He's still alive. I know. Southern I know, California. I, I remember him when I got to the Lakers. <laughs> uh, I remember going through the warm-up line one year, and as I was turning, I saw him on the sidelines. And I know I could see him doing this. Why did I screw that guy over? <laughs> oh, did, did he screw you over? We don't yeah, have to do No, yeah. no, he, uh, he, uh. He got you your 1.5, though. He got my 1.5, but he was, he was, he wasn't letting me get my money. You know? Was it a lot deferred? Was that it? Yeah, a lot was deferred. Yeah, that was that was and the game back that then. That was the game back then. And uh my father, you know, my father's son, what are you doing? That's your money. You shouldn't be but you know that's how the agents did then. Yes. The clubs would send the money to the agents yes. and you call the agent. And my father was like, 
what is this? You shouldn't be calling him for your money. And I, I, I ended up listening to my father. And then I found out, you know, monies were missing from accounts from Charlie Scott. And uh, so I, I ended up, I ended up getting rid of him. And that's right. when I went with, you know, I, I was, you know, Jim McMillan was with Bill. Yes, and, uh, Bill Madden, yeah. I ended up getting to Bill Madden. Which brings us right to, you, you mentioned Jim McMillan. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he died, uh, I'm not exactly sure the year, but uh, I went to the funeral. Yeah, I was there, I remember. I know. And Fantastic you, and, human being. And you went to the funeral. Mm -hmm. And Pat Riley was, Pat was there. Just three NBA people there. Yeah. I love Jim McMillan. Yeah, Jim was a covered in college, and I had to be there for that. Jim was a And you were there, and you were his only teammate that was there. Yeah. That kind of... Well, it's like Jack Ramsey. I went to Jack Ramsey's funeral, and none of the Portland Trailblazers players were there. That's and terrible. That's, that's kind it's just, of... That was terrible. Yeah, because yeah. those guys, they won a championship with him, and not a single one of them showed up. Not a single one of them showed up. That's sad commentary. I it didn't know sad. that. I didn't it know that. Sad. But I was sad to see that all, the three of us were the only ones there. Yeah. I, I stayed close with Jim till he mm -hmm. died. And um, I lived up near Columbia, actually, when he went to Columbia. I lived up mm -hmm. in that area, and uh, we stayed in touch. And he, he, he was so smart. He was a smart guy. He was, I even, my daughter's middle name is named after his wife. Alexis. Are you, are you my daughter's name is Rita. Uh, last time I saw her was at the funeral. Okay. But I named my daughter wow. Rashida Alexis McAdoo wow. because she, both of them were just, you know, she was a fantastic teammate. She was a sweet girl, you know, good. And, you know, they were older than me, but it was a name that I really liked. And I gave it to my, gave it to my youngest daughter. So, again, obviously you were really close with Jim. Mm -hmm. But... Why do you think no, nobody else from Buffalo or, or the Knicks showed up? I don't, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to do a book you know, on you know, that. You know, I know people are busy in ah, life now. Yeah, you but know, some guys make up. I know, I know. An I, invitation I know. in your heart, I know. man. That guy I know, was, I know, I know. He, some of the things that he told me, I still remember to this day, mm -hmm. you know, about how contracts were done. And, mm -hmm. You know, like he went into the Knicks into the Knicks, you know, for a contract. I mean, I'm sure you're used to this stuff. You know, and all season long, they'd be congratulating him on, you know, sacrificing, you know, making the extra pass, setting the pick, do all that stuff. And then he goes in to talk contract with Eddie Donovan, the general manager, and they start talking about, well, you know, statistically, uh, you know, you only average this, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, they do that. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. I learned a lot from Jimmy. That's, that's, that's what they did. I mean, it's just like, when they tried to suppress my playing time right. in Buffalo. I mean, you you look at that today and it's like, you think they would have done that to James Harden or Stephon Curry or Kevin Durant? Right. After they won their scoring championship, you come back, or LeBron, they come back the next year and say, well, we, we're going to play you 25. No, it's 50. I mean, it's... You look at it in today's, you say that's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's crazy. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. But that's, that's the way this stuff was back then. So did, did you ever think, we're going to wrap it up, but did, you, did you ever think that you and I would be actually doing this interview? Or? Nope. 
we, I thought you'd be a New York Post guy forever and <laughs> ever. No, I understand you know? that. But, you know, when you were playing for the Knicks, I was pretty tough on you at, uh, yeah, at you times. Were. Yeah, times. Yeah, you were. But yeah, you um, were. I, I'm glad, I'm, I'm really glad that you agreed to do this. Yeah, um, I you know. But, you know, you know, you know, you know what it did for me, though? It made me, it made me tough because, you know, everything is not going to be peachy cream and rosy and great and you know you you, you got to take criticism along with you know even though some of it wasn't fair oh no definitely not you know no. but, uh, very unfair you know <laughs> I, believe me I was on edge every every night I was on edge in New York I, I've always said the press in New York to me I, I said if you're not 82 and 0 they're not happy you're not, you're not happy. It was always something going on right. with me or some of the other Spencer. players on Spencer. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I remember they called him Spencer, Spencer Deadwood and Jeez, stuff who like did that. that. I don't know. I hope I wasn't you, Pete. I mean, it was, everybody was on edge. How about Driftwood? Driftwood. I mean, <laughs> it was, the name calling was just so <laughs> bad. Oh, oh, a little God. nickname here and there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so bad, but <laughs> I mean, we we got through it. But it got us, it got us ready for other teams that we went to. I mean, everybody else was like a cream puff after we left New York. <laughs> <laughs> you could deal with New York. You could deal with anything. Unbelievable. Well, Bob, to close it out again, I want to really, you know, congratulate you Thank on you. long overdue getting recognized Thank you. and Thank uh, you. have that beautiful jacket. Thank you. Ceremony. Thank you. Thank you. And a beautiful wife. Thank you. Thank you. I did the right thing. <laughs> I did the right thing. Thank you for listening to Hoop Du Jour with me, Peter Vesey, presented by the National Basketball Retired Players Association. You can listen to all Hoop Du Jour interviews by searching Legends Studios wherever you get your podcasts.